Is this the year that you want to get your business in newspapers and magazines? Perhaps you've seen others around you get loads of really cool press coverage, but just don't know where to begin? If so, PR in your pocket is the podcast for you. I'm Jenna, a journalist and PR, and each week I share practical, actionable tips to start getting your business media coverage today. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of PR in Your Pocket. Today's episode is hopefully going to be really useful. We're going to be talking about things that you can get in place right now before you start your PR journey. Now I haven't actually talked about this before because I'm really passionate to show that anyone can start PR and the sooner the better that you do it in your business and you can absolutely begin today. But however, after spending sort of more time with my one-to-one clients and also in my membership, I am starting to realise that it is important that I talk about the things to set up first. So we're not constantly on the back foot when it comes to PR and we're being a lot more proactive and organised. And that's going to be the difference, I think, between getting long-term consistent PR and having a very stop-start approach, which I really don't recommend. So let's sort of talk about the things that we could get in place before we start our PR journey. So the first thing I would recommend doing before you start your PR journey is actually think about the tangible outcomes that you want to achieve. I'm not talking about necessarily here like I want to be in this magazine, but thinking about the end goal of that PR coverage. So for example, some people come to me and they really want to improve uh, their domain authority, which I've talked about in a previous episode, but it's all to do with their SEO and getting found on Google. So for those people, they know getting those links to their sites is super important. And actually with the rise of digital PR, it's something that you almost have to ask for now a lot of the time because otherwise it won't be included. So knowing that you want that SEO means that you really need to focus on opportunities that are going to get you linked to your site. And you can do that in different ways by expert quotes and guest contributors and so on. Other people are much more uh, focused on driving people to a free Facebook group or a free community. It's also worth knowing, and you probably do already know, like where people already find you. So for example, like myself, I have spent zero time on SEO with this PR. So obviously, if you've followed me for a while, you'll know that I used to talk about blogging. I still have some blogs. And I learned so much about PR with those blogs. And I would target keywords um, and SEO to try and get certain blog posts on the top page of Google. And I could do that really well. With PR, I realised that most people came to me from either listening to the podcast, from being in my Facebook group, word of mouth, social. And so I haven't actually done any sort of keyword targeting or really focused on getting people to the website because I know I that no one is going to find me from typing in PR because obviously that is such a generic keyword. I don't have a local angle. So obviously, if you're a local business like Warwickshire PR, because I'm in Warwickshire, that would be more relevant, but I don't really have a local angle. Um, And I also know that PR is so varied and people decide to work with me from learning and listening to me um, about how I do PR and how it's a bit different to other places. So therefore, Google wouldn't be that relevant. So I've just really focused on getting people into my Facebook group and that's grown really quickly thanks to that and also growing my Instagram. And of course, this podcast cast here. So actually, whenever I mentioned, I would prefer for my Facebook group to get mentioned. And it's such an easy, I also think as well, it's thinking about what you actually expect the reader to do. Because like, it's so easy to like, if you're like, I've got 
a free Facebook group where I give you loads of information about PR, that is such an easier click than like Jenna Farmer PR on my website link, for example. But as I said, it's really knowing, okay, what you're trying to achieve from this. If you're not sure, that's fine. Uh, but have those, have some ideas in mind because what you don't want to do, um, and I see this more and more now, is like you interviewed from a journalist and because you don't say, oh, actually, could you give my site a mention or here's my proper credit, you might just get quoted as your first name. And that's, I mean, it's a nice experience, but it's not led to any sort of PR coverage for you. Um, so that's the first thing. The with that in mind, the second thing is to have those logistics in place. So I wouldn't really recommend doing PR if like your website is down, for example. If you've got a product, it's really a no starter if the product page is not on the website yet. Some people will be okay with like sort of pre-registering and that sort of thing. But when I used to write for the independent, if something was out of stock, they were not happy. And I used to have to sometimes remove the whole product. So having the website, and I'm not talking about you having to be amazing, but having a physical link that you can share with journalists is important. Similarly, with the logistics, photos are also super important. With service-based businesses, that's not too much of a stress. We just need sort of a couple of headshots. With product-based businesses, we do need a mix of sort of lifestyle and product shots. And I can remember years ago um, where one business was very new to their journey and I was writing the independence best guides um, and they came to me and said, would you mind taking the photos for me? And Obviously, I said no, because I can't take photos, but I managed to get them. I managed to just be really honest with them and said, look, I think this was their first piece of ever press coverage. It's just not how it works. The journalists don't take the photos like a blogger or influencer might. If I can recommend, you know, you really try and turn these photos away quickly because you will get a great um, piece of coverage from it. And they managed to do that and they got some really great coverage. Definitely get everything like that ready and I would recommend you create a folder just for that info so it's all ready to go. There's a few more things that you can start when you're starting your PR process as well to help you get more organised. So you can create, um, I call it a pitching kit, but that's just sort of what I call it. It really is just a folder where you've got all of your information. So for example, I would recommend having a few different email templates, one for podcast guests, one for writing a guest article, one for sending info on your service or product. Save them as a Word document. And then when you're sending your PR emails, you can just copy and paste um, and then just tweak it to the journalist. I don't recommend you send the exact same email every single time, but it would be a lot quicker just to tweak a sentence or two on that email rather than typing it from scratch every single time. It's worth thinking as well about the sorts of things that you might be asked to talk about. So this is really for service-based businesses. Now, <coughs> oh, sorry, I started having a coughing fit, so I had to <laughs> stop that recording. Um, so, um, with service-based businesses, um, what I'm finding more and more with people in my membership and people I work with is that they can find it quite stressful to respond to quick comments. Now, if you've ever listened to any episodes of the podcast or followed me on Instagram, you'll know I talk often about things like journal requests and press inquiry services. And for service-based businesses, this is the easiest way to get press coverage. And how it usually works is a journalist will put a tweet or a request out looking for a GP, looking for a nutritionist, looking for a personal trainer, whatever it is. And those are just some examples of people 
that are qualified in that area. It doesn't have to be that. Could be looking for small businesses, looking for people who um, made a big career change at 40. It really, really can be anything. Um, now, that's really great. And it is, like I say, it's such a great way to get coverage. It's such a great way as well to get backlinks. And of course, the quote itself doesn't take you a ton of time uh, because it's usually a paragraph or so long. But what does take time and what does cause a bit of stress is that often these things are needed to be turned around really quickly. Examples of quotes this week that I've had to turn around quickly with clients are things like, a fashion brand expert was talking about how to create um, an office wear wardrobe. A uh, diversity expert has to talk talk about having a career sabbatical. Um, what else was that? Um, a longevity expert having to talk about a quick tip to live longer. Um, now, as I say, these are really great for getting press coverage, but sometimes, usually that quote has to be turned around in the same day. Sometimes it doesn't. So, for example, if it's for a magazine, it's for like a feature that isn't urgent. But with some of those examples, they might be timely. So another example was uh, seeing lots of things about the summer holidays. So talking about summer childcare, anything that's related to the news, like I do the PR for menopause experts. If there was something about HRT um, and shortages, that would be another example. So often these journalists need to turn things around quickly for the news cycle. Now, that's not a problem for me in terms of I'm at my computer but it can be a problem for the client and of course if you're doing your own PR then you're having to having to manage this yourself so in my membership uh, which is open I don't think it was open when I lasted my episode so I'll put a link uh, in the show notes which is called the Momentum Media Club we have a thread just for these sorts of reactive pitches we've already got about 60 of these pitches which is great but what people in the membership started to say to me was um I'm struggling to be able to respond quick enough to them. So then I started to tell them about my PR quote spreadsheet. I just did an Instagram on it and it inspired me to talk about it in this episode as well. So all my PR quote spreadsheet is, is I'm just trying to think ahead. So um, for example, on the one side, I have my topic. So I'm just looking at the one I have at the moment and it's for one of my health experts. So on the one side, we have all the different health things that she can talk about and we try and keep it really specific. So try to think about the specific sorts of things that you see in the press. So that might be how to have a healthier morning, uh, what can help uh, energy levels, you know, try and break it down into sort of specific sound bites. And that just means specific sort of paragraphs or sentences of information that you can send over. So this will really depend on your topic. Uh, for example, if you was a money expert, you could break it down onto like parenting and money, how to save money in the summer holidays, how to save money for a mortgage. You know, you could break it down, however. So that's the health benefits. Then on the other side, you're going to write your expert comments. So I recommend this is no more than a paragraph because most journalists... Um, want to keep it quite short. They've got a word limit themselves. You can't take over the whole article um, because they're writing it themselves and they might have other experts as well. So we write a paragraph and I recommend with the expert quote, we just get straight into the quote. So not like, let me tell you in my experience, just get straight into the quote. So once we've wrote the quote, 
here my other my other uh, column is who to attribute it to so obviously that's going to be you but if you're if you've got a business and you've got a few people then you can remember the name if you've got any sort of uh, nutrition science anything like that you could have a link to any studies because sometimes a journalist will ask where the study is so you could just put that in your email uh, so for example if you're saying uh, researchers found that this helps blood pressure in your quote then just pop the link there so you've got it Another thing that you can do, I haven't done with this quote sheet, but I have done with others, is if you are super short on time, then you could even get um, examples of social media links. So if you know that... uh, I don't know, menopause in the workplace, for example, going back to some other client. If I know that she's done a really great Instagram on it and I'm really short on time, I'll just link that Instagram because that is still going to be quicker for me to just click through to that Instagram, have a quick look at the caption um, and use that to help me write it. So if you don't have time to even write the whole quotes, you could just put the social media links in. And the idea is as this grows with you, I would recommend as well, any time that you've given a quote to a journalist, add that to the sheet, put a little note to say where it's been featured because you don't want to use the exact same quote again, but you could use bits of it again. You could reword it, you know, that sort of thing. Um, And I'm starting to recommend actually that everyone does this before they start pitching, before I start working with clients one-to-one, because although we can't guarantee these topics are going to come up it really will help and also I find as well that you can repurpose this you could use it for social content you could combine a few of them and make a blog post so it will be really good time spent that you could do as well to get a little bit more organized before you begin is just find a way to keep track of your pitches. Now, if you're not sending a huge amount a day or if you're sending them from a specific inbox, I always recommend you use like a press or a PR inbox. This might not be a huge deal because you can just go into the sent folder. But otherwise, you could use something like a Trello board or a spreadsheet because another thing that I feel like I've got to shout out more about, because I thought I was, but I still keep getting asked the same question, is you really have to follow up with journalists at least once. So using a spreadsheet or a tracking system means that you can track who hasn't replied and follow up with them sort of three to seven days later is what I usually say, unless it was a really urgent request. So make sure you have something in place so you can see who you've emailed because you do have to follow up. And I promise you, I really do promise you, you will get more press coverage if you follow up. Um, So that is another simple thing that you could do. So have a think before you begin, where are you going to send your emails from? If you could send it from a PR or a press uh, email, that would be super because it's really segmented. You can check your sent folder. Everything's going to be related to press. If you are sending it from a generic email, then you need another way to track who you're sending it to. Um, And similarly, the last thing I would say is you do need to be ready. So I'm really passionate about talking about the momentum of PR. So you need to start PR when you're in a confident place to have that capacity to put yourself forward. You know, don't start PR and then go on holiday for two weeks and not check your inbox. I'm not saying you can never take a holiday from PR, but you do need, um, you can't start it and then just decide not to check your emails and forget all about it. So if you just make sure that you're in that mindset, or even if you know that things are really busy, perhaps you might commit to PR 
twice a week that you might on a Monday, a Tuesday. I, would, I wouldn't say a Monday because Monday's not the best time to pitch. So let's say on a Tuesday and Thursday, you're going to spend 10 minutes sending a pitch and you're just going to check the inbox for five minutes every day. Just be clear on what you're going to do to make sure that you don't miss out on opportunities, that you don't sort of let things slide and you don't miss out on that really great press coverage. I hope that's useful and I hope that's given you some insight on how you can sort of get started um, with PR. If you're ready to get going, but you're still wanting that accountability, you're wanting those contacts and you're wanting that support, do come in to the Momentum Media Club. So you've got two weeks until it goes up to the full price. You can join as a founding member until the end of July and you get my support in a really small Facebook group. You get regular pitch opportunities in the uh, pitch uh, reactive pitch spreadsheet thread. You get um, loads of resources and training on things like getting paid for freelance writing, pitching for podcasts. You get opportunities to network with journalists. There's an example. There's one that's already in the area. A training from the features editor of Happleful Magazine. There really is so much value in there and it's a really great starting point if you're wanting to get going with your PR journey. So I'll pop the link in the show notes to that. But as always, if you've got any questions about this, you can connect with me on PR at theblogglancet.co.uk or drop me uh, an Instagram DM at jennafarmerpr. listening to PR in your pocket and I really hope this episode was useful. If so, do come and connect with me online. You can jump over to Instagram at PR and say hello or you can join my free Facebook group, Get Your Business in the Media with Jenna Farmer. I would love to see you there.